Success and Other Lies is a podcast where we explore the options we all have to design our most authentic lives. We reflect on the paths we chose and the paths we didn't. Success is not a one-way road. On this show, we hold your hand while we find orientation in this crazy, lovely life. Hi, and welcome back to Success and Other Lies. We are Beanie and Lucy. And today we talk about a trend we noticed in our own lives. If you dream big, people tend to point out limitations to you. Lucy, I know you have had various experiences where people unintentionally almost held you back from following your visions. Why do you think it is so hard to believe in yourselves and to act despite others' doubts? Yeah, Bini, I think that is actually um, a really, really big question in my life um, and definitely a pattern that I've seen a lot of times. Um, and that has really caused me serious self-doubt. Uh, just to give you an example, um, when I was applying for my master's in Sweden, I actually changed um, study topics entirely. So um, my bachelor's degree was in communications. And um, I noticed that I really wanted to study politics. I always had the chance to either decide to take a business course or a politics course. And whenever I got the chance to decide during my bachelor's, I went for politics. So for my master's, I decided um, to take a leap. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually turns out that it's quite difficult um, to change your study subjects. And everyone in Germany um, just told me that I couldn't do it. Basically, they, not that I couldn't do it as a person, but that it was just mm -hmm. an impossibility. It was just nothing that you could do, right? They were just like, yeah. oh, yeah, if you don't have that amount of credits, you'll not get accepted anywhere. And that discouraged me to a point where I almost didn't apply because I already assumed. Um, I actually ended up not applying anywhere in Germany just because I took it for granted that I couldn't get in anywhere. And I don't know why, but somehow I found the courage to apply in Sweden. And I actually did get in. I got right into the program that I wanted and it wasn't difficult. It might have been a different system. But also looking back on that experience, I was just really upset with myself that I mm -hmm. let them doubt me to an extent where I just believed that that was true. Yes. And I mean, you can you can be very proud of you because I know from my own experiences how hard it is when the majority of people that you maybe also trust um, tell you you can't do it um, but I also want to ask you why you think people hold you back why do you think that is what is their motivation behind it yeah um, I think most people probably don't do it on purpose. I think it's something that we're just hardwired to do as humans um, because we have our own experience of what the limits are, of what is possible. So anything that we haven't heard of before or that we just assume or maybe there's um, like a cultural belief or a general belief in the population that certain things are not possible because they're rather uncommon, um, we tend to share that, right? If someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, I have this dream, your first and like your first reaction would be, oh, I've never heard that done before. So maybe that's not even possible. Like if it were possible, why wouldn't people do it? So I think we just yeah. tend to give 
yeah, limiting feedback, because that's the first thing that comes to mind for something that hasn't been done before. So I really don't yes. think it's ill intent uh, on the end of other people. But I do think that we need to be a bit conscious about it, because we might all be guilty of it as well. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say, that maybe it's, it helps to become a little bit more more conscious about it. But I mean, in this example that you have given us, um, you tried despite um, other people set you limitations. Did you have another experience where you almost um, stopped doing or um, following what you wanted to do or what you have envisioned to do? Yeah, uh, many times. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind is um, the next thing that happened after I actually got into my master's degree. Um, was that, yes, It's a while back, but that was a very doubtful half year, apparently. Um, no, so I, I kickstarted the, the master's program and I almost felt like a fraud um, because I wasn't a political science student. And then here I was in this master program for political science. And I was like, oh, God, I'm a fraud. They're going to find out uh, proper imposter syndrome. Um, I just assumed that I was wrong and I doubted myself for a really long time. So that actually also mm. held me back from applying for internships. Um, and also, like when we started the program, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, so you can do an internship, but also you're basically already too late. Like you should have applied mm. before the master started, but we didn't tell you. Wow. So, yeah, so it was just super discouraged for all the reasons. I felt like a fraud. They told me that the deadline was already over. Mm -hmm. um, so I almost didn't apply for any internships. And then I kind of sent a Hail Mary application to uh, my dream internship just because I thought I couldn't forgive myself if I didn't try. Mm. Um, I don't think I actually believed that I could get it. I actually applied for um, the German embassy uh, in Washington because I, I wanted to work in diplomacy and international politics at the time. Um, and that was like the most unlikely thing that I could think of, right? I just applied to tell myself later on that I had tried and failed well, but at least I tried. But um, it yeah, actually imagine. worked. It ended up working out. And um, wow. so that's like one thing where it didn't really come necessarily from the exterior. Like that was an impulse that came purely from me. Like I just doubted mm -hmm. myself based on the information I had. And yeah. I'm noticing that I'm really fast. I know maybe you noticed too. Um, I, I'm really fast at setting myself limiting beliefs and I just believe them. I just think it's the truth. I believe mm -hmm. it. So it must be truth. It can't be um, worked out in any way. And then I just yeah. live my life within those parameters, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But I think, you know, in this specific situation, you acted because of an inner impulse or maybe an intuition um, and maybe this is also a very important indicator, you know, to sometimes, especially when you doubt yourself a lot and when other people doubt you a lot, that you follow your first impulse. Yeah, I think that's that's really powerful to kind of if you notice that you're in that situation or when you start that you have fear coming up that you actually reflect, is that fear legitimate or or can I counter the fear um, and do it anyway? Because we have that first, like in my case, I had this like instinct, oh, I really want to do it. 
and there was no harm. Look, I, I, I sent in an application. The worst thing that could happen is that they don't accept me. So if it's really low stakes, I'm not saying go out and do crazy things and, and risk anything. Like don't risk your life, risk don't your risk life. your finances. <laughs> don't be stupid. Yeah. But yeah. if there's really no risk to it, do follow your dreams. Like don't limit yourself um, by whatever people say or by whatever you might believe mm -hmm. to be true. Just like test it out first. And even yes. test it and test it again. Look, if you fail once, it doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing next time. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I wanted to add that sometimes, even if there are risks attached, that uh, maybe you don't have to do the big step, right? You can mm -hmm. do the small steps. And in this specific situation where you applied to your dream internship, it actually worked out. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about um What happened afterwards and how, how you proceeded with um, visions? I can. Um, maybe just to, to give you a bit of um, like a conclusion to the story and uh, like what my self-doubt almost kept me from. Um, I mm. actually, you know, starting off in my master's, I already told you I felt like a super imposter. Um, mm. I got this internship and somehow like something switched for me in my head uh, because mm -hmm. this seemed so unrealistic and I had overcome that fear and I had showed myself that despite my better judgment it was possible um, and from then on I just I just assumed anything was possible it was really ridiculous um, but that's how I lived my life and the way that I like in the way that I did that people responded to me so I actually ended up being offered um, a double degree opportunity that I was the first one to go um, to one of the elite universities in China um, and also like got a prize for my master's thesis and wow. um, ended up being the commencement speaker. Like I was really successful in this master's program just because I allowed myself to believe that it was possible. Because honestly, like I didn't have a political science background. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trained as a diplomat I didn't speak Chinese like you know there were enough reasons <laughs> for me to believe that I couldn't do it and and I'm not like an outstandingly clever or amazing person like I honestly believe like most of those things happen because I allowed them to be true and if you like even yeah. if you walk into a job interview like my number one tip is just don't limit yourself just Like, okay, this sounds really like, oh, just believe in yourself. But it it does help because... It, there is truth in there, it. There is truth in it, but I don't want it to sound esoteric. But honestly, like, if you, if you believe that you can do it and you don't limit yourself from the get-go, then at least you give other people the opportunity to believe in you too. Mm -hmm. And look, if they don't, if, or if you're not qualified, you're not going to get the job, but at least you're not stopping yourself from trying. I do have so much respect for for you and you know look at where it all ended your your master uh, uh, thesis has been um awarded and it, but it started with um critiques from outside and with yeah. people setting limitations right You can't study political science <laughs> <laughs> Exactly look at that and it's I think an exceptional story and and also inspirational because i think there are also the many and thousand untold stories about um people 
don't doing it in the end because others didn't believe in them and what you what you succeeded in was pretty much just uh, the um, shift in your head that you have just mentioned yeah kind of a shift in your mindset yeah it really was that um and I also think like having that experience I would encourage others as well um Mm -hmm to think in a similar way, or at least I try, you know, um, if, if I don't bore you, I'm going to tell you another story that actually happened yes, quite please. recently. Um, a friend of mine um, told me about like an idea that she had for her career. Um, I'm going to anonymize it a little bit, but so she is living in a country that is not her national origin. Um, and she has a degree from the country that she currently lives in. And she was also thinking about getting the same degree from her uh, country of origin. And then to like, kind of make a profession out of um, having specialized degrees in both countries and using that specific combination of degrees to make a career out of it. Um, and she asked one of her supervisors uh, if this had ever been done before and if it was ever even a good idea. Um, and my first response to this, honestly, was, well, even better if it hasn't been done before. Like, this is clearly, there's a need for it. There's a market for it. It's a valid business idea. You are super passionate about it. You're qualified in, like, both markets. And you want to do it. Like, why don't mm-hmm. you just try Again, that question of what is the risk, obviously, like if she is basing a whole education and degree that costs money around it, like there, mm-hmm. there is a certain risk. But in the end, like that money spent, like she's still going to be able to do a normal job with the degree. Um, so there isn't really too much of a risk. So going in there with an seeing eye and, and asking people, hey, um, do you know, like, can you give me an estimate? Um, if this could work out, like that's fine, especially mm-hmm. if those people are qualified to answer that question. I think we can talk about that a little bo- bit more as well. Um, yeah. But also, like just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. So yeah. really, like think about it in a, in a rational way and don't limit yourself to what has been done before. That's not where innovation comes from. I was going to say, I mean, if we would have uh, thought this way all the time, we would have never um, progressed in technology and everything pretty much in humanity. Yeah. Um, and it's it's funny because we, we are not aware of how important it is to leave um, paths and to go new paths because um, there's so much realism maybe also, so much realism in this world or uh, maybe even pessimism that it's sometimes hard um, to to dare and to really let yourself do the things that you dream about. Um, but I also wanted to comment on this experience with your friend that I think it's really empowering that you told her she should go on um, to explore her idea because there are also these daily situations where um, other people just repeat what others um, have done to themselves right yeah so um but you you have made a very important 
um, experience and have had a learning and you didn't tell her, you didn't repeat to what um, has happened to you before, yeah. but you empowered her and that's the crucial <laughs> point <you>. of, yeah. <laughs> I want to add a dimension to this as well, uh, I'm kind of um, jumping in here and asking a question back to you. Um, I think there's also in our current situations, like you were working um, in like the innovation space and, and in a startup kind of environment where there's a lot of innovation and a lot of fast progress, fast failing. So I'm wondering what you would think you have learned from that environment and has it made you a bit more resilient towards opinions mentioned that that might be more of a negative kind or limiting? This is a very interesting question because for me, I think there hasn't been the point where I, I say, yes, now I'm resilient and to um, negative opinions from outside or from realism. I'm really confronted with it every day and I do make these decisions every day to just do it and to just try and to be bold enough with my ideas because there's always this one or these two persons in your organization or around you who will tell you yes but have you considered this and that and yeah. have you thought through everything always but you have to remind yourself um, constantly um, that you will not learn if you not if you don't fail basically mm -hmm. um, and this is it's more about the cultivation of a mindset then um, yeah, it's a process, really. I realize this every day. That's really cool. But I'm really glad, you know, for every person that you have around you that might have limiting thoughts, you probably <laughs> also have a sponsor who's who's got your back and who's empowering you. That's right. I mean, I do have, um, I'm very happy about um, my boss who always tells me, you know, Go and do it. Better you fail and do mistakes than you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it's still um, sometimes really hard also because of my um, own inner criticism. And I think this is the reason actually why um, criticism from other people resonates so much inside ourselves because we already have it inside of us. We don't need others around us um, to tell it um, repeatedly to us because it will just emphasize our fears that we have anyways. Yeah, it's a very, very good point. I wanted to ask you finally, and now that you have shared your experiences with us, what your key learnings are and what you could share with our audience as a summary to um, handle limitations that are set from outside yeah we thought about this a little bit before um and i think there's really three key pieces of advice that we would love for people to consider um so the first one is for you personally try to notice when you are in that trap where people are giving you limiting thoughts they're putting maybe their anxieties on you because they haven't experienced what you're dreaming of before. Um, or even when like, maybe someone in your organization is like, 
yeah, it doesn't want you to change or challenge the status quo um, and therefore is, is rather, um, yeah, limiting or, or holding you back from, from moving forward and innovating. Notice when you are in that trap and ask yourself, is this fear legitimate? So is there really a risk to this? What is the worst thing that can happen to me if I just try uh, or if I risk it or if I follow my instincts and if I try to innovate or yeah, if I, if I just give it a shot, basically. Yes. Um, so that's the first one. Notice when you're in the trap and ask yourself whether it's actually legitimate to fear. And then the second one is uh, from another perspective. I think we're sometimes a little bit complicit. Uh, I am probably too. Um, if someone comes to you with their dreams, try not to give it a negative spin. Look, if it is someone who you really deeply care about and you think they're really making a mistake that might cost them, there's real risk, then find a way to tell them um, by making them understand that you care about them deeply and that you think there, there might actually be a real risk here. But don't let your first respond to their dreams be, oh, oh, I'm not sure if that can be done or, oh, that's a crazy idea. Are you sure that's even possible? Mm-hmm. Like that will immediately even if you don't mean it or even if you think about it for a little bit and you change your opinion but you will already have put them down um on on the path of a of a downward spiral of anxiety and of questioning themselves so be a bit mindful about your first impulse um Mm -hmm. if someone is dreaming dreaming big and bold and a bit outside of what you would expect um and then the third one is actually one that I learned from you, Beanie, and, and you can probably <laughs> say more about this. Um, but so important, you don't have to take unsolicited advice. If you're not asking for advice and people offer their opinions, they are just that opinions. And you don't have to take them on. You don't have to take their anxiety or um, yeah, their, their limiting beliefs based on their limited experience. Don't take unsolicited advice. And even if it is solicited, we have both made the mistake to ask unqualified people. Just why would a person who is not an expert in the field, who's never done this before, or yeah, similar things, like why would they be the right person to tell you what is possible and what is not? If you ask your supervisor, hey, do you think the prognosis for this project is, is good? Like that's doable. But should you really rely solely on what your mom thinks about you taking another job if she has no experience in the industry or the other way around? Should your supervisor have anything to say about your family holiday? No, but maybe your partner does. So um, just be mindful just because you appreciate someone like your mother or uh, because you look up to someone like your boss, really question beforehand if they're actually qualified um to give you good advice and and act accordingly Bini, i think uh yes y- yeah I, I said i learned this from you maybe you have an example of this. i think i have made um various experiences so sometimes if someone is very close to you and is not familiar technically with the topic might still give you good advice by you know by caring about you, by deeply caring about you. And when this person realizes how important it is to you, then, and they show the empathy, 
I think then you will naturally not be able to destroy um, the dreams that um, that your friend tells you, for example. And then at the same time, I was wondering, you know, why should I ask my mom um, if I should go to Costa Rica or not and work um, in a tropical tropical country i mean she hasn't even left europe um and just yes just an example for how how sometimes it's irrational how we ask people for for life decisions um and they they just don't have the experience or the horizon to tell you if this is a good or the right decision um and it's just as you said um i think it's important to know or to be conscious about who do you ask for advice and um, you don't have to um, be like a sponge and um, consume everything around you that is being said solicited or unsolicited build a membrane around you I think that supports <laughs> you and <laughs> that filters the unsolicited um, advice I think that's that's a lovely picture to end on. Build a membrane to filter out all the things uh, that you need and, and make conscious decisions about um, your life and don't let it just happen uh, due to unsolicited advice. I <laughs> love it. Um, yes. All right. I think that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. It was such a pleasure talking to you again, Beanie, about this um, lovely, lovely time please do let us know uh, on our social media or via email if you have any experiences like this. When were you held back by external factors, by unsolicited opinions, or even by the world views that you set yourselves? Um, please reach out. We're uh, on Instagram, actually, at successandotherlies, or send us an email at um, successandotherlies at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.